Faith, Hope and Love, episode 288, Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord, Year B. Holy Week has begun, and the Passion narrative is such a powerful text in itself. In the coming days, when we get some quiet time, it would be excellent to read through that whole Passion reading the longer version of Mark's Gospel Passion, right from the woman anointing Jesus with oil, to the Last Supper, and through to his trial, Peter's denial of him, and then on to Jesus' crucifixion, and the laying of his body in the tomb. Mark, in his brief but powerful and striking account of Jesus' Passion, presents to us an amazing array of different people, representing contrasting personalities, different behaviours and different values. Mark is inviting us to enter into the text and see where we stand in this astounding drama. Mark presents the flawed leader, the governor, Pontius Pilate, who wants to placate his people rather than do what is right. Mark also presents the disciple Peter, who takes fright and denies his master when the pressure is on. A disciple who had misunderstood and not attended to our Lord's warning to pray and fast and prepare in order to survive the imminent time of trial. Mark shows us the crowd who are swayed by the ever-changing moods of fashion. One day, literally one or two days before, they welcomed Jesus as King and Messiah, and now this same crowd easily gets whipped up into an emotional frenzy by irrational sentiment, and egged on by peer pressure. They now bay for blood, the blood of the man they so recently praised as their king. It's a sober warning to all of us to be very wary of being swayed by popular sentiments and by mob mentality. We've seen throughout history how awful that can be, and how many innocent people have suffered terribly because of a mob mentality. We also hear in Mark's Gospel of the appalling trade-offs between a guilty criminal, a murderer, Barabbas, who is released in favour of an utterly good and innocent man, Jesus. We see people dressing Jesus up as a king and bowing to him. And people would be right to bow and worship him, for he is the king of all heaven and earth. But appallingly, disgustingly, these people are not worshipping him in truth, but are acting only in mockery. The irony is unbelievable. They're pretending to worship the one who truly should be worshipped. What they mock him about, they should have been seriously recognising in him. Their ignorance, their lack of respect and reverence is breathtaking. Save us. O Lord, from ignorance and gross offence to you, if we ever mock another, and in so doing mock the very truth that you yourself give us in your grace and love. And so on this Passion Sunday, it's good for us to ask ourselves, in what ways am I still truly to bow down to Christ, not just in outward action, but profoundly in heart and mind and soul, to worship my King? and in no way by our contradictory actions to mock him. To what extent is my commitment to Jesus still only as deep as the baptismal robe we were clothed in originally?
Let us be immersed into the drama of Holy Week so that Jesus, who gave absolutely everything for us out of divine and overflowing love and self-giving, will bring us through this and every trial and sin, all injustices and tragedies, into the new life of Christ and a renewed, deeper faith and commitment to his good news, to his values, so wonderfully and perfectly lived out in his life and death and resurrection. He gives us life and life to the full. This is Faith, Hope and Love. God, my helper, save me from my pain. And I shall sing and praise your loving way. In your strength, untie my lips. I'll sing your name A humble heart shall not be spurned this day Create in me, O oh Lord, a humble contrite spirit With truth in blessings name, though never part And while I rest with all Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Hosanna in the highest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. My dear brothers and sisters, since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today, we gather together to herald with the whole Church the beginning of the celebration of our Lord's Paschal Mystery, that is to say, of His Passion and Resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that He entered His own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps, so that being made by his grace partakers of the cross, we may have a share also in his resurrection and in his life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, sanctify these branches with your blessing, that we who follow Christ the King in exaltation may reach the eternal Jerusalem through him who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, 
Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately, as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? The disciples told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David! Hosanna in the highest heaven! The Gospel of the Lord Dear brothers and sisters, like the crowds who acclaimed Jesus in Jerusalem, let us go forth in peace. The children of the Hebrews, carrying olive branches, went to meet the Lord, crying out and saying, Hosanna in the highest. The Lord is the earth in its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. It is he who set it on the seas, on the rivers he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord, the clean of hands and pure of heart, whose soul is not set on vain things, who has not sworn deceitful words? Blessings from the Lord shall he receive, and right reward from the God who saves him. Such are the people who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. As the Lord entered the holy city, the children of the Hebrews proclaimed the resurrection of life. Waving their branches of palm, they cried, Hosanna in the highest. When the people heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they went out to meet him. Waving their branches of palm, they cried, Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who as an example of humility for the human race to follow, caused our Saviour to take flesh and submit to the cross, Graciously grant that we may heed his lesson of patient suffering, and so merit a share in his resurrection. Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The servant of the Lord said, The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear 
to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me. Therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint. And I know that I shall not be put to shame. The Word of the Lord My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? All who see me deride me, they curl their lips, they toss their heads. He trusted in the Lord, let him save him, let him release him, if this is his friend. Many dogs have surrounded me, a band of the wicked beset me. They tear holes in my hands and my feet, I can count every one of my bones. They divide my clothing among them, they cast lots for my robe. O Lord, do not leave me alone, my strength, make haste to help me. I will tell of your name to my people, and praise you when they are assembled. You who fear the Lord, give him praise. All children of Jacob, give him glory. Revere him, children of Israel. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The Word of the Lord. 
Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ became obedient for us, even to death, dying on a cross. Therefore God raised him on high, and gave him a name above all other names. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to Mark As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You say so. Then the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, Have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the festival he used to release a prisoner for them, anyone for whom they asked. Now a man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. So the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to his custom. Then he answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate spoke to them again. Then what do you wish me to do with the man you called the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him! Pilate asked them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers led him into the courtyard of the palace, that is, the governor's headquarters. And they called together the whole cohort, and they clothed him in a purple cloak. And after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on him. And they began saluting him, Hail, King of the Jews! They struck his head with a reed, spat upon him, and knelt down in homage to him. After mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. They compelled a passer-by who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. It was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him, and divided his clothes among them, casting lots to decide what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. 
Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha! You would destroy the temple and build it in three days? Save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also taunted him. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, Listen, he is calling for Elijah. And someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. Then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom. Now when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was God's son. There's a strange atmosphere on Palm Sunday. We begin with the crowds acclaiming Jesus as the long-awaited one who comes in the name of the Lord. The title with which they claim him, Son of David, is a messianic title. And as he enters Jerusalem, there's an air of excitement and anticipation. Son of David implies a new kingdom, a new glorious chapter in the history of the people of God. Then later in the Mass, we go on to read the Passion Narrative. Here the same crowds have turned within a matter of days. We read that passers-by jeer at Christ on the cross. The people who are singing praises are now taunting him. It's a sobering reminder of the fickleness not only of the crowds but of all human beings. Which of us would say we've never run with the crowd even against our better instincts? Which one of us could say that we've never voiced opinions that were not our own? motivated by the fashion of the day and our desire to win favour in the eyes of others. This is the world, our world, into which the love of God incarnate has come to establish the kingdom. The crowds greeting Jesus were right. This is a new and definitive moment in history. Only this time it's a kingdom of the heart that Jesus is creating a movement of followers who will seek to bring into everyday life the love of God and neighbour that Jesus taught and lived himself. Because we know this and believe this, 
it's difficult to read the words of the Passion. In particular, it's painful to shout the words, Crucify him. This is not what we want. We think in the quietness of our hearts. But let's remember that we are following the whole story. That story includes not just the cross, but also the resurrection. As we reenact the events of the Passion, we enter more deeply into the meaning of it all. Psychologists tell us that we've come to terms with trauma in our lives by playing it over and over again in our minds. We see it from different perspectives, and we think how we might have reacted differently at the time. So in this way, slowly, the trauma has less and less hold on us, and we follow in the footsteps of Jesus as we hear the menacing crowd and hear the thud of the nails hammered in. We're reliving once more a great wound on the body of humankind. But by doing this, we find we're not trapped in the past, but rather we're set free in the power of the resurrection that we will soon celebrate. The paradox is that in remembering the death of Jesus, we enter more deeply into the life of Jesus as the one who overcame sin and death and takes us with him in his victory. So, Let's not be afraid to be with the crowd of sinners this Holy Week. We are the people who acclaim him. We are the disciples whose feet he washes. We're also the disciples who run away as he's arrested and the crowds who taunt him on the cross. We remember all this and act it out because we know that God's response is not to leave us in our shame. The events of each Holy Week tell us that this world's sorrows are not the final word. Rather, God raises us up with Christ and invites us to live the promise that his love is with us until the end of time. So confident in that love, confident in the victory of Christ over human sin, we can ask for the grace, God's free gift of love, that we might continue the work of God's kingdom entrusted to us by Christ. He taught us to pray. Your kingdom come. Each year, Holy Week renews in us the desire to live what we pray. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Christ's suffering and death unite us in the hope of the resurrection. In that hope we now pray. For the Church that the sacrifice of Christ may be celebrated everywhere. Lord, hear us. 
for the world, that we may be open to the blessings Christ has won for us by his death and resurrection. Lord, hear us. For the poor, the oppressed and the afflicted, that the power of the cross will give them hope as they see it active in our compassion and concern. Lord, hear us. For the world as it suffers this extraordinary pandemic of the coronavirus, that the Lord will save us and support us and help all those who are suffering and guide the hands of those who are helping to heal and to assist. Lord, hear us. For this community, that we will journey with our Saviour in these sacred days, from the supper room to Calvary and to the joys of the resurrection. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, that the crucified and risen Christ will lead them to their eternal rest in heaven. Lord, hear us. God, ever close to us, may these prayers be added to the great prayer of your Son, who died for us, and who is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Through the passion of your only begotten Son, O Lord, may our reconciliation with you be near at hand, so that though we do not merit it by our own deeds, Yet by this sacrifice, made once for all, we may feel already the effects of your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For though innocent, he suffered willingly for sinners, 
and accepted unjust condemnation to save the guilty. His death has washed away our sins, and his resurrection has purchased our justification. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. 
Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Father, if this chalice cannot pass without my drinking it, your will be done. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
what has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that just as through the death of your Son you have brought us to hope for what we believe, so by his resurrection you may lead us to where you call. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone. We've now entered the most holy week of the Church's calendar. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Look, we pray, our Lord, on this your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ did not hesitate to be delivered into the hands of the wicked and submit to the agony of the cross, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace to glorify the Lord by your life. Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by K.E.R. May God bless and keep you.